Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Logos Uncovered. I'm Doug Brown, joined as always by my tag team partner, Andrew Whitman of GetWarriorTough.com. What is going on, my man? You, buddy, you're going on. You're going on all the time. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's good to be back with you today, and uh, I guess this is episode six, I think, right, if, I, if I'm counting right, of, uh, of, of our third season? I don't season. know. They all run together, and yeah. everyone's good, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So um, we're going to jump right in. We uh, started kind of plowed some new ground last uh last episode and for anybody who's new um you may have heard some things for the first time um like this little revealed truth that uh we're not just children of god but we're heirs and joint heirs with christ and you took it even a step further and showed us that where it says multiple places in the word that we're actually equal partakers of the divine nature which is translated into we're, we're equal partners with the godhead i mean Dude, right, with the same wow. DNA. That's crazy. That is crazy. It's hard to get your head around. Yeah. And again, like I'm not people like Andrew, you're trying to make yourself equal with God. No, I am not. <laughs> God is making me equal with him. God pulled us up. Remember, if it's the it's a gift. I can never there's nothing I could ever do to get to that level. No, nothing ever. No person can. Right. Because of what Jesus did, he was the substitution for us. He took all the sin and sickness, all my mistakes and on purposes, and was that sacrifice one time, took his blood into the Holy Holies. Because of that, God gives us the gift of coming back into the family and, and giving us his DNA. Right? Right. There's nothing that we could do to earn that ever. Right, right. And all, all, all you're saying is, I'm just going to read what the Bible says and, and trust God and just be like, okay, right. if he said this is true— me being humble is not me being, oh, no, that's not true. I'm not. That's, that's the opposite pr- right, of Right. That's actually proud. Right. Being humble and being meek and being teachable, coachable, saying, okay, dude, God, uh, Father, you're smarter than me. I'm going to trust you on this. Uh, if you say I'm a co-equal heir with Jesus. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with that. Right. And, um, yeah. Because remember, <laughs> the, the, the only thing that happened in the garden was that they doubted God's word, right. the integrity of his word. Did God really say that? Is that what God said? Right, that was, and, and this is the same thing. You're looking at this and going, "Oh, that can't be right." It's right, you know. And again, do you believe? For me, God's word is the highest authority. Right. I've made that decision a long time ago. And then once you start at that point, then it doesn't matter what man says. It doesn't matter what man thinks. It doesn't matter what I think or what I say. I want to know what God says and what He thinks, and then I'm going to match up my thinking and my words to what He says. Is that right? Right. So I, I'm not going to, you know, I don't really, no offense, but I don't care what another person, a human says. Mm-hmm. I want to know what Jesus says. I want to know what the Father says. Right. I want to know what the Holy Spirit says. Especially, and I mean, in all things, but especially about stuff about him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So if you want to know about me, just ask me. You know, right. you sit down with me, you're going to find out about who I am and what I'm about. Yeah. You don't go to like the neighbor's house and find out. Right. They'll give you. Have, they'll give you their perception of what I am. Right. You have like a pretty good, thorough, extensive autobiography right here, and then you have, you know, spoken whatever word. the right, and right. then what everybody else thinks. Yeah. So this is what I. This is why the neighborhood Bible study, like we saw in Job, was so insidious. Yeah. Because everybody has their opinion of what their perception of God is. I don't care what your perception is. I don't care what my perception. I want to know what God says about Himself, right. and then believe that. Right. In in along the same lines, what He says about 
us as his kids. Right, and he said that I'm a co-equal yeah. heir with Jesus. I'm like, that's hard to get my head around, but okay, yeah. I'm going to take you at your word, God. And then, which kind of brings us to today, since I do, be, I do believe that, then my life, my actions that I take, the things that I do line up with that belief because we do what we believe. It's not right. what we say we believe. It's not what we assent to or acknowledge. I don't just say... Oh, God's, you know, the Bible's true, right? A lot of people say that, and it's just a mental assent. Mm-hmm. They just acknowledge it like a fact, like, yeah, the sun comes up in the morning in right. the east. Water is wet. And, right. Yeah. yeah, you know, congratulations. Yeah. It does, until you take action on that, it's not really affecting your life any. Yeah. So we got into um, Second Peter, and what's really cool about, about, about Peter is. His writings are very, they're, they're not just like short and condensed, but there's just, there's so much in it. It's a very powerful and letter. Peter's not, a, he didn't go to college. Right, yeah. He's a blue, co- he's a fisherman, he's a business owner. Yeah. He, his, his, the entire extent of his theological training is he hung out with Jesus for three years. Right. And he got filled with the Holy Ghost. That's it. It's pretty cool. I mean, really, if you think about it, like it's not like he was this long. It's not like list Paul of, of titles, Paul, titles, titles, titles. Right, yeah. and the Apostle Paul is one of the most highly educated people in the entire planet at that time. Right, he had years and years of not just he was a lawyer, but he also had philosophy. You know, he had you know all kinds of science. You know, one of the greatest um, universities at the time was in his hometown, Saul of Tarsus. He was in Tarsus for fourteen years after. He got born again, and then he spent three years in the desert where he said he was learned all this stuff from Jesus, specific revelation, taught the gospel from Jesus for three years in the desert. Then he goes back up to Tarsus. He's up there for 14 years, and he's going to the university. Well, how do you know, Andrew? Because when he's in Athens, speaking with the great philosophers on Mars Hill, he's actually quoting their philosophers. He's using right. Stoicism and Socrates, Socrates right? Yeah, Tip Bill and Ted. Socrates, <laughs> right? So... He, he's They're making told, another one, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's You're out, stoked? actually. Yeah, yeah. It's already out. I oh, it is? Yeah, no. yeah. But so, um, <laughs> see, you, you found this? Yeah. Peter's yeah. just a nuts and bolts guy. He's man. taken what he was given, and it's it's very condensed. It's, very, it's I want to say boiled down, but it is very practical. And he's we, a fisherman. He doesn't yeah. remember. I mean, he doesn't cut no <laughs> yeah. bones. With it. He ain't trying to be flowery if, and diplomatic, man. If this isn't going to help me catch more fish, I'm not interested, right? Correct. It's like, it's yeah, like an like, instruction manual. Here's how you do it. Right. Just go, just go get to work and just do these things. And what, we, what we're talking about is this path of or path to peace, uh, shalom, the seven, uh, seven parts of, of, of salvation, uh, nothing missing, nothing broken. That's what we're talking about right. is walking along that path. And, right, and walking with the Lord. Right? Yeah, and it's you know funny, the old saying is you know the, 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 the path to hell is paved with good intentions. I think what we're going to find today is the, the path to peace is paved with, uh, among other, these nine things. Yeah, it that, is. Yeah. Right, these it's the, the opposite. These, these are, are not the a, yellow bricks of yes. the yellow brick road Ex- to life. Couldn't have said any better. So yeah. we got in last week. I'll let you kind of jump back in where we were. Um, in uh, we started in verse one, got into verse uh, five, I believe, and yeah. that's when we really kind of get into it. Yeah. So in verse five it says, "In giving," and here's the nine things that we're supposed to give, so we'll never fail, fall, stumble, or trip. It's in giving all di- giving all diligence. That's the first thing. Add to your faith virtue or valor, valor knowledge, knowledge temperance or self discipline, self discipline patience, the quality that refuses to give up, godliness, being just like God, brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness, agape or the God kind of love. All right. So these are the nine things. These if you do these, 
you're going to abound. You'll be fruitful. You'll, you'll never lack anything. You're going to, you know, you'll never trip, fall, fail, stumble, right? These are all, these are all the exceeding great. This is how we partake of that divine nature. This is how we enjoy mm -hmm. those exceeding great and precious promises right now. How do we make it happen now is by doing these nine things. And we talked extensively about diligence last week. Right. Right. right, and you don't try to be diligent in everything because that's an undue burden that you just can't. You've never been built for that. You actually were built to do one thing diligently, and that's your purpose, holiness. But if you can't get, if you don't know what your purpose is, remember we said this is a path, right? It was, we're walking with the Lord. Start out, and He'll meet you where you are. Think of the three things that you need to be committed to that you need to be diligent. Yeah, and just to touch on that real quick, I thought what you brought up was was brilliant, and it was very helpful. Um, your three things, and it probably wouldn't be a bad thing for all of us to think about this in our own own lives. But is number one is is your uh, your covenant, mm -hmm. right? Above anything else is is relationship with God and the covenant and and keeping that. Number two is your commitment to yourself, right? And that includes everything from health and wellness to your your mental development and coaching and improvement. I mean, everything about because again, you're on the airplane, the the you lose cabin pressure, and and the first thing they say is put on. If you're an adult, put on your mask first when the oxygen stops in the cabin. You know, they get the little, little baggies drop out yep. of the thing. And then you... Before you help anybody else, because right. if you're dead, you can't help anyone. So if you're not the best version of yourself, or at least a really, really, really good improving, steadily improving version of yourself, you're not going to be good to anybody. You're not going to be right. much good. Because you can't give anybody anything you don't have. Right. right. And then number three was was family. And and um, you know, the people that you're, you're assigned to, that you're given to, uh, children especially, to help teach them the way, just like Abraham taught Taught his kids. Taught his kids. That's why right. God picked him. This is right. what you were saying before the show, though, right? So you have a car, and there's three other seats in the car. Right. Who are you taking with you on the journey? Well, your first obligation is to your wife and kids or your husband and kids, if you're right, your family. Because yeah. I, I made vows to my wife. I entered into a covenant with her. And then when I when the kids were born as their father, I have a commitment and a responsibility to them first before anybody else. Right. So I don't... My resources go to them first. That means my time, my energy, my focus, and my money goes to my kids and my family first before anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, I, there's starving kids out there. Yes, but they're not mine. Mm -hmm. Right? My responsibility is to mine first. They're mine. If, I'm not, if I don't take care of them and I'm taking care of yours and at, and, and they're at their expense, that's wrong. That's sin. Right, and it's funny if everybody had that view, and that nobody would be there'd be no, no problem. Right, no right? problem. Everybody yeah. take care of yours. The ones that you're responsible for, yeah. you take care of them. So yeah, so I'm glad we touched on, on on diligence. So the next thing on the list is faith, and again, one of the most misunderstood, misconstrued uh, words in so many ways. Um, not just in the Bible, but just in in life in general. In general right? right, it's just so the water's been muddied on what, and, and the reason is. Because if you if you get a hold of this, you could walk victorious. And Satan and the forces of hell, the only thing, this is the wiles of the devil. Here's this, the only thing that he can do is get you to doubt the integrity of God's word, to doubt your faith in God. So really what doubts are is faith in the opposite direction. Mm. Remember, because faith is not, the opposite of faith is not fear. <laughs> the opposite of fear is love. And all along that love-fear continuum is faith in whichever direction it points. So when you begin to doubt God, 
what you're doing is you're you're on the fear list. You're away from loving God. When you love God, you trust Him and you take Him at His word. The further away you get from that love, right, the less effect that your faith is going to have going towards that direction, and it's going to go towards the fear direction, which is worry. All worry is is fear based faith. Right. I'm believing yeah. for the worst thing that could happen. Right. That hasn't happened to me. Never happened. But you're putting all your energy and all your thoughts going down that path. And your imaginations into that. Uh, that thing. Right. Yeah. Are you, are you following that? Absolutely. So that's why this is so misunderstood, because if you could, if you actually did have faith that you were an equal partner with the Godhead, that if you were as Jesus is at 1 John four seventeen, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. If you could get your head around that, in uh, John fourteen twelve, it says, he that believes on me, Jesus saying, the works of he or she that believes on me, the works that I do, they'll do, and greater works than these are. What was his works? He went around healing all, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, every kind of sickness, every kind of disease, forgiving sins. If you could, you ever did believe that? Look out. Like right. the, You don't have to try and like protest and hold up signs and go vote at a, you know, it's not going to matter because... We, as covenant people, would revolutionize the entire planet by just going around healing people that were sick, right, and doing good. Yeah, there'd be no debate over health insurance and pre-existing conditions Wouldn't and all that. Wouldn't even care about it. <laughs> like, you need to hear, get, that's what people, I don't have. I've Put had, all the hospitals out of business, but, you know, hey. I other. haven't had any health insurance for, like, decades, like, literally, for, like, yeah. since I left the federal government. I had to have it while I was there. Once I left there, COBRA ran out. That was the end of it. I never had it since. People are like you don't. I'm like I'm on the covenant plan. It's better insurance. The covenant is better insurance than whatever you know plan you have. I'm not planning on getting sick. Well, Andrew, that's foolishness. Not at all. I actually see. Here we go. Now, so my my actions yeah. are corresponding with what I actually believe. Right. So let's let's break this down a little bit because again, here we go. The two different kind of buckets of 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 uh, or camps maybe what what faith is. There's the the commonly accepted that faith is is having what just belief in something acknowledging that it's there or that it is right and right every, like right. you were talking earlier about like um <laughs> the moon we can look up and see the moon oh yeah i believe in the moon the moon's right there yeah, i believe in the moon everybody believes in the moon yeah. we all look at the moon right but is it changing my life any right i know mars is there I've seen it, you know, a little teeny dot in the sky, and they tell me that's Mars. I've seen pictures of it. I believe Mars. I believe it's there. Is it changing my life any? Am I, is it making me take any actions to correspond with that quote, quote, belief? That's not really a belief. What it is is a mental assent or acknowledgement of a fact. Mm-hmm. I believe the moon. Yes, the moon's there. Yes, I believe Mars. Mars is there. Now, who's li- who does believe in those things and, it's, and they're taking action is like, Elon Musk believes in Mars so much so that he's pouring hundreds of millions of dollars and his life and his energy, and he looks like a kook to colonize Mars. He right. literally believes that the, the future of humanity is on Mars. And because he believes that, he's taking corresponding action, or he has works that back up his faith. Mm. Jeff Bezos believes not in Mars, but he believes in colonizing the moon. So he takes a billion dollars of Amazon stock every year and he plows it into, I'm like, why is this guy, you know, selling a billion dollars of stock every year? He's plowing it into his moon project every year, a billion dollars. And so he's taking, there's a corresponding action to his belief that the moon, colonizing the moon is where our future lies. So these guys are taking corresponding. And so you're just saying, oh, I believe the Bible, but you don't, you know, you're not doing anything with it. If it, you're not putting time and effort and your money into advancing 
what the Bible says, you really don't believe it. It's mental assent, and that's why it doesn't work for you. It kind of sounds like we were talking about love uh, last couple episodes. It's not a feeling. It's a, it's an action. Correct. It's and this all is same, and, and this is the same thing. It sounds like the same thing we're telling us is that uh, that faith, having belief in something, is not just a mental exercise of of acknowledging that it's there. It's actually you're putting you're putting action behind it. Right. So in James two and verse seventeen it says this: Even so, faith, if it has not works, or in the Greek it says corresponding action, is dead, being alone. So faith is a noun. I have faith, mm. but believe. Believe is a verb. There's action with it. So here you have is faith is a noun plus works or corresponding actions, which are also nouns. Right? I have works now. I have works and I have faith. When I put those two together, I am believing. Mm. Are okay. you following that? Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's the formula. So you take a thing that you say you believe in, faith. I acknowledge this, but I and I back it up with corresponding actions. I put those two things together, and now I actually am believing, and everybody can see I'm believing based on the actions. And this is what I say in my corporate all the time. I can tell exactly what you actually believe by what you do, not by what you say. You could say you give me the right answer or the church answer or the town hall answer. Right. Until I get the real answer, but I know the real answer based on what you're doing. Here's an example. I've never met one person, never met one person, and I've met a lot of people. And I always do this informal survey, right, and see what, not one person has ever told me that fast food is good for them. Not a, not a single person, and they all acknowledge the facts, the scientific empirical data that fast food is poison. It's bad. It contributes to obesity. It contributes to diabetes. There's no nutritional value. It does horrible things to your body. Not one person has ever told me, no, Andrew, that's wrong, or and brought up any facts that would contradict that. Yet, if you're going through the drive through and you're buying fast food, you don't really believe. You might mentally assent that fast food is bad for you, but not for you, because what you actually believe is it's okay. That's why you're going through the drive-thru. Faith without corresponding works is dead. And, the, and what I'm seeing is your corresponding works by going through the drive-thru tells me you don't believe that fast food is actually poison. When every, well, you, you, would, you would say it. No one would ever argue that fast food is good for you. Nobody. Right. Not even the people that are spitting that junk out. Not, I mean, the people that are producing it. They don't say it's good for you. It's good for their pocketbook <laughs> right. when you buy it, but nobody's telling you it's, it's good for you. They try to put healthy things on the menu, right? That's what they've tried to do in the past, make it a more, you know, healthier Yeah, and version. they're there, and you can choose those things, but most people... You ain't choosing them. Choose the thing that they want. Right. So, and then, and if you're getting the salad, then that's not really fast food. <laughs> that's just true. Yeah. And and none of them, none none of those fast food chains are making their money on, on the salad. On the salad. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this is what we're talking <laughs> about, right? So what are your what is your corresponding action? Do you really believe? See, this, I actually do believe that I'm a joint heir with Christ. And because of that, that changes everything that I act, how I act in my life. I actually, people are like, you're not wearing the mask for COVID? No. And so let me put it in terms you understand. I have a religious exemption. They're like, what? 
because you could say that and get away, right? If you have a religious right. exemption, well, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, by Jesus stripes, I'm healed, and I lay hands on the sick and they recover. You might catch a healing if I sneeze on you. You would want me to sneeze on you <laughs> because you would catch a healing. Like, I literally believe that I cannot get the virus, that it would die if it touched me. Hmm. There was a guy named John G. Lake back in the 19th century. He was he went to Africa during a plague. It was like Ebola and stuff. And he was a, he believed in the same exact thing. He was a missionary, and he would go and he would pray for people, uh, and they would get healed. And they they had a scientist there like you're crazy. So what he would do? They put the plague on his hand, and then they put it under a microscope. And the and the the scientist was like, oh my gosh, like the his. Cells were eating the virus. They were eating the plague. Whoa. Like, and that, you could look it up, John G. Lake. I mean, it's actually like documented. But which brings me to the next thing is that what Jesus said, unless you see a sign or a miracle, you won't believe. Right. And that's not really believing. See, remember, Thomas said, uh, unless I could put my fingers in his hands and then thrust his, you know, my hand in his side and see the nail prints, and I don't really believe Jesus is raised from the dead. So then Jesus came and he said, here you go, Thomas, touch it. Touch me. He said, you believe because you saw. Blessed are those that's, that believe and didn't see. This is, see, this is where faith, you really, unless you see a miracle, you don't believe. That's not faith. Hmm. If you have to see something and have documented proof of it, that ain't faith. It's observation. Right. Congratulations. That's why Jesus, he did, everybody was looking for a miracle. He said, this is how God's backing me up by doing miracles. And that's why uh, Christianity has no power today. Nobody believes us because we're not showing any mirror. They're not seeing anything. Now, somebody out of the box, since Jesus said, you, if you don't see a miracle, you won't believe. Somebody has to believe something. Somebody actually has to believe the word of God to cooperate with heaven so that when I lay hands on the sick, they do recover. And now you see it, then you'll believe. God will meet you where you're at, but that's not for us. Disciples, disciplined ones, we should have faith in God's word just because we believe God and his word, not because I saw it work. Right. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know I'm all cranked up because this is what robs people. Well, it's a it's a topic that's not it's it, I don't know how to say this. It's covered, but it's not explained. It's like and in fact, they use this as the catch-all of why they can't explain stuff. You just right. have to have yeah. faith. Right. right. When I ask a question about why is this There's not working, nothing. you just have to have faith. It's just empty words. Correct. And, and just shout, very shallow, hollow. Um, yeah. So uh, when we get into it, we do have to explain. We have to kind of dig a little deep to explain the difference between just thinking about Mental assent. Right, versus actually have having belief of a belief, belief plus action right. is faith right and you will not and remember what we talked about thoughts turn into imagination right. imagination turn into stronghold when see what i have built is a stronghold that um eternal life is mine now not right when i get to heaven right that's a spiritual health i have a stronghold that says that i walk in divine health and healing now jesus jesus took stripes on his back and then and it says that i was healed past tense and he's not taking stripes again. That's already there. So when stuff happens, you don't get sick, Andrew? Listen, stuff attacks me all the time. Mm-hmm. Things happen in my body all the time. Now, this is where the trick, this is where my corresponding action is. This helped me more than anything I could I think of on the planet. There was a guy who's kind of like my spiritual grandfather in the faith, if you will. His name was Terry Mize. 
Still, he's still around. He's he's out in Texas. He's an older guy. He's way older than me. He's my spiritual grandfather. But he read he had a book called More Than Conquerors. And when he first got a hold of this as well, he was losing his hearing because he was an army vet. And so he'd be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, and he would say out of his mouth, I'm, I'm losing my hearing, which would make it worse. So now he's believing that he's losing his right. hearing. So he gets, he sees us in the word by Jesus stripes, I'm healed. Then he said, you know, he started to have this fight. And like, well, if you are healed, then why are you still can't hear out of this ear? And he came to, he's like, well, somebody's lying here. Either the word of God is lying or my body is lying. Then, I, then I, I, right away, I was like, well, my body lies to me all the time. Remember I told you about my boot camp story, right? Yeah. I started running and my body's telling me we're going to die. It's not dying. It just doesn't like running. I, my body lies to me. All it tells me it's hungry. It's not hungry. I mean, I just ate two hours ago. It's not hungry. It's lying. Right? So once I, well, I saw that in his book, I was like, boom. So anytime a symptom comes on my body, I, no, I'm not going to take that. I, I don't say, oh, I'm getting sick. Hey, I'm fighting off. See, the difference mm-hmm. is I say I'm fighting this off. Yeah. I don't not I don't you're, say it's not there. I'm not denying because denying is lying. You're not accepting it, but you're and you're not taking ownership of it. Right. Either. It's not mine. I'm fighting it off. Yeah. It's, then, it's like a foreign invader trying to get in. Correct. And you're like, nah, nah. It's <laughs> no stay. different than those thoughts that yes. come in that are yes. on the evil list, and I chuck them out. Right. So I chuck the symptoms out, right? Chuck lack out. You'd be like, well, this, you know, I don't have the money to pay this bill. Wrong. It says that my God will supply all my needs. It actually says in the Greek, it'll complete all my business. Hmm. That's a whole different level than just supplying my needs because then we have this, you know, what's needs, right? You know, <laughs> right. But if you look at the covenant, you already know that he, what he promises is riches, honor, and life, right? So I say it's not riches, honor, and life. It doesn't line up with this. Then I'm, I do not accept it because God said that by humility in Proverbs 22 4 and the fear of the Lord, if you're teachable, and fear of the Lord is that you hate evil, you get riches, honor, and life. That's his covenant. That's what Jesus paid for. Mm. That's the seven parts of peace, the seven parts of redemption, the seven parts of salvation. And anything outside of that, I don't accept it. Mm. And with my mouth, I start, I don't say, oh, you know, it's allergy season. You know, I get a cold every time this year. Like, why would you say that? See, that's what you really believe. Right. And that's why in my coaching practice, I can tell sit with somebody literally for 30 seconds and know exactly what they believe by when they, when they slip out with their self-talk, it'll slip out and they'll actually tell you, it says in the Bible, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. What's really in your heart, I'll know what it is just by talking to you, it'll come out, what you really believe, and you won't even realize you're saying it. Like, oh, I always get a cold this time every year. That's what you really believe. Or yeah, well, I could never afford that. Could never afford that. Yeah. That's what you really believe. Or, you know, you got to be lucky to get ahead. Or those rich people are greedy. Or any of those things that come out of these. These are these strongholds. You don't even know they exist down there. And they're running your entire life. And that's really, you have faith for that. Because remember when the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. He said, if you had faith, you'd say. Well, not only that, Andrew. When you have a belief like that, doesn't your brain actively go to work looking for things in life that you see to confirm that belief? Correct. It's called confirmation bias. That's what it does. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just building that stronghold further and further, further up. Further and further. That's how you build the stronghold. Big, big walls, right? Right. You just keep confirming over and over again. So I confirm over and over again the good list. I fight off anything on the evil list. That's why we said that a couple of weeks ago. If you want to be a master at this. Mm-hmm. See, because an evil thought is, oh, here comes that symptom. 
you're catching cold. No, I'm not. I'm fighting it off, and by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. Mm -hmm. Like when my kids were little, we would not let them say anything out of their mouth other than I'm healed. So I remember one time we got like rollerblades for Drew when he was little. You know, and it was Heelys. That's what it was. Those sneakers that have a oh, hole. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're freaking dangerous. They I don't know how, how those things came to market. And I don't get, know. Like somebody sued right. immediately. But so yeah. right, so he's got these Heelys, which has got a roller blade in the back of the sneakers. So he kicks it, and off he goes. And whoop, seems like a great idea. He went flying, and like his leg was behind his ear. Now I've uh, seen stuff before, and that looked bad. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not squeaking. I've been in combat, right? I've yeah. But that looked bad. That looked bad. So it's like, like Dak Prescott's injury. He's like, what's hanging right? Exactly like that. It looked like it was something kooky uh. like that. And I was like, and this is the beginning of like Christmas vacation. I'm like. So I'm running across the driveway. Not, are you okay, baby? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. call the hospital. What I'm screaming at him is saying, nothing better come out of your mouth other than, by Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. You better say, thank you, Father, that I'm healed. Nothing else better come out of that mouth. Like, I'm like making him more afraid of me right. than saying, it hurts. Like, you better not even say it hurts. I want to hear, I'm healed. Right, and that's I'm healed. I'm healed. You know what? Within like three hours, he's up walking around, and uh, no problem. We went and had Christmas vacation, totally fine. Wow. Right, and that's just one example. Right, like it just goes on and on. Like it's an immediate response, right? Though, right? Immediate and constant response, continued response. So here comes right. It's 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 cold and flu season. Right, <clears throat> you better. <throat> what do you say? Cough, go. Right. <clears throat> Not uh, cough, go. <laughs> cough, go. Like, I don't care if you have to say it 100. That's what we say. I and mean, they train their kids. So now it's like Pavlovian. If they cough now, they're like, <laughs> cough, go. Right? That's what they say. You know, like after you sneeze, somebody will say, bless God you. bless you. Right? Yeah. It's like that. Like, cough, go. You know, yeah. sniffles, go. Yep, I'm healed. You know, instead of saying, and every time we've trained ourselves, say instead of saying I'm, it hurts, we say it's healed. Mm -hmm. Now, this sounds like semantic, but see, what's happening is I'm training, I'm getting my brain and my body, and my mind, and my emotions to actually have a corresponding action to the Word of God and just believe him, take him at his word. If he said, I'm healed, then I'm just going to go with, I'm healed. Not, oh, but I still have pain. Now, the pain has to go because somebody's lying. Mm -hmm. right? This is, this is what faith actually is, plus work. Right? The noun faith, the noun works, you put them together, now I'm believing. And then that's how you get results. This is the walk. Right. But if you can't separate good from evil, you don't you might be saying the evil thing out of your mouth and not, and even, not even know it. Yeah. Which that's why we had to start with the good and evil list before right. we got to here. Yeah. Well it's interesting what, what James talks about, and I know it's one of those that some people don't love this book. I don't know. It's I, one of my favorites. It's, it's so yeah, I get, it's so good. Practical and he, 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 he this, well, this guy, is why here's why he people know Jesus probably better than anybody, right? Yeah, he's Jesus' brother. Yeah. So he spent more time with him than anybody. Now <laughs> yeah. look here in, ja in James one. This is why people don't like it. And I they, they, listen, I, I get it. I understand. It's why people don't like me. Well, it's why people don't like doing things that are hard. Right. Who doesn't like Andrew? You might be of course you love it. No, you don't. there's a lot of people don't James one and verse twenty two. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, you have to do stuff. You can't just go to church and hear it and go like, oh, that's so good. I heard that good word. I love Andrew's teaching. But then when you show up and I'm like, did you do it? Then you don't. He said you're delusional if you don't have corresponding action. Like you can't sit on the couch and be like, I'm losing weight. No, you're not. You're sitting on the couch eating Twinkies and donuts. Like you actually actually have to like, like to have a nutrition and a fitness program if you want to. That's the corresponding action. So people don't like that when they're confronted with, oh, you mean, but Andrew, I thought you said it was a gift. 
The gift is that you're an equal partner with the Godhead. What you do with it is up to you. Remember, you have to present your body a living mm -hmm. sacrifice. You have to renew your mind. God's not going to do one thing with your body or your mind. And you know it. You know he's not going to make you do the right thing. If he did, you would already be doing it. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, like I said, it's like the car sitting in the garage, brand yeah. new brand new car. It's it's a gift. If you don't get in, take it out for a spin and drive it, it it, it profits you nothing. Right. And then and he's not going to make you drive and it. quit asking for another. You're like... God, can I get a ride? Can I get a car? I gave you a car. Where is that? Yeah, but I, I need a ride. I need a ride. Why don't you drive that car? I gave you a car. You can go anywhere you want in this car. Can I get a ride? Can I get a... Oh, we have to ask God for the blessing of a ride. I gave you a car. Stop bugging me. I know, right? But it's so true. But this is why they don't like this book, because it's literally... It's holding up a mirror to your face. And that's what he says. In the it very puts next verse. responsibility on us. Yes. The very next verse says, if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, you're like unto a man looking at uh, a natural face in the glass and you go away, you don't even remember what you look like. Hmm. That's why people don't like this book. Because it's down to the, you got to do stuff. And listen, and here's the other ditch where people are like, well, I have to go do good works for my faith, so they're doing feed the homeless. Well, what does the belief that you're backing up, well, do you think that's going to get you into heaven? Well, my faith will be dead unless I feed the homeless. Well, what, what is the specific thing that you're believing that'll, that you're adding corresponding action? You can't just take actions willy-nilly right. that don't correspond with something. Yes, that's a good thing to feed the homeless. Are you feeding the homeless in order to for what? What's the purpose? Right. What's the the, the why behind the what is what you're saying? Yeah. What's, you got to have driver? A, right. You have to have a reason. You can't just be doing good works. That's why people don't like this book because it's been used to do your religious good checklist right. to cover yourself. That's not what this is talking about at all. Right. At all. It's not. If you're gonna, if you're doing like you know, going to church every time the doors open, and you have to do your prayer checklist every day, and you have to feed the homeless, and you have to write your tithe check, and you're doing all these things in order to be good with God, that's not that's not what this is talking about. Right. That's you trying to get the gift. Yeah. I, I mean, not to boil it down and simplify it too much, but what, what we're really talking about is what you consider in the modern day of life skills is is making your life better, not necessarily. Um, you know, doing the things that would make other people like you or approve of you and, and not avoiding certain things that would help other people like you and approve of you. <laughs> it's, about, yeah, it's not about approval. It's not about approval. Other people, right? right. This is about... God already approves of you. What this yeah. is about is you getting that seven parts of yes. salvation to work in your life right now. Not when you get to heaven, right now. Right. Right. And if you started to act like Jesus right now, as he is, you are in this world. If you started to act like that, if you started to lay hands on the sick and they recovered, if you started to be able to bring material provision into your life and those around you, right? Think about that. Think about, like, and it starts with you. If you can't get your bills paid, how are you going to pay anybody else's? But if you learn how to get your bills paid, then you could teach them that same thing. Mm -hmm. So, and it, I did a whole series on this Jehovah Jireh. It's not like you met, you know, Aladdin in the lamp and you get <laughs> right. wishes. There's a, it's a long process of prep time and then execution. God's provision means I see ahead and then I execute. And they, they you have to see ahead. This is like going to college and then you get the job. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's like going to med school. That's right. the prep time. And then you pass your med boards and you did your you know, residence. Now your execution is now you're a doctor. Right, but you're not cutting on anybody until that, Correct. Is that prep time is complete. Yeah, you're not a doctor until you're a doctor. 
right? And so a lot of people like to skip that and just give me the diploma. Right? There was a movie called Oh Brother, Where Art Thou with George Clooney. And he was like, oh, I got a guy who's going to print me up a dental license. Like, that doesn't make you a dentist because some guy is printing you up a certificate that says you went to dental school, right? That, that's where a lot of Christians, we just want, that's why they don't like this book. Because you have to do the work, James says, in order to get the execution. You can't just skip all that. Now, listen, it is free that you're an equal partner with the Godhead. But you have to do stuff, like I said, with your body and your mind. God isn't just going to you know, wave a magic wand. That's not how it works. It's right. not how he works. You can't find that anywhere in the Bible. I mean, like Joseph, it took 17 years for his prep time before he was the prime minister of Egypt. He went through slavery and prison. I'm not telling you you have to, but for Joseph, he had to to learn some stuff because he was a cocky, arrogant uh, you know, rub it in your face guy. That's why the brothers hated him. Because mm-hmm. he was like, I'm the favored and I'm going to get double portion. And he tattled on them all the time. And right. So then it, he had to learn some life lessons in order to prepare him to run the country. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. Right. So that's it why does. you got corresponding actions here. Yeah. It, it's not uh, rubbing the lamp and getting three wishes. And it's kind of been presented like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you write your tithe check, you're going to get money back. <laughs> well, lots of luck with that. <laughs> you know, or God will protect your stuff. Is I love that one. If you don't write your tithe check, you know, God rebukes the devourer for your... So it's protection money? What, God's like the mob? I got to yeah, pay him protection off. money yeah. so, he doesn't, yeah. so my stuff doesn't get stolen? What kind of kooky God are you worshiping? Yeah. Like, but that's how all this stuff is twisted around. And the reason it is, go back to the beginning, because remember, what's, what Satan's only tactic is to get you to have doubt. doubt of the integrity of God's word and his character. Did God really say that? He's just afraid you're going to be smarter than him. Now, you would think, come on, dude, seriously, how do you fall for that? But Adam and Eve, they fell for it. Right. And we fall, I'm not saying I'm not, but we fall for that stuff all the time. Sure. Bright, shiny ball. Look, a squirrel. Oh, look, it's so shiny. It's all right, so... Look at that apple. It looks so good, or whatever it was, whatever right. the fruit was. I'm not saying it's an apple. Don't don't write me and say, it's not an apple. I know it's not an apple. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> if that's what, you're, that's what you're focused on, you're focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Well, I was just thinking, like, is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean, with that, we covered a lot. It, it, the formula of belief plus action equals faith. Yeah, it's believing. Right. Yeah, well, faith plus work. Faith, I'm sorry, faith plus Because faith is a actions. noun. Yeah. Believe, right, so... Believing right. Is, is, a, is the, the verb, right. right? The noun is a belief. I have a belief or I have faith. That's really the same word in the Greek. And isn't there a... Is, maybe that's one thing of where the, it, the context is... It's almost like in a tense that we don't have in English where, like, you're in the middle of believing. Yes, it's a continual... So, and, like, so it's like this in the Greek. You know in the in the scripture that says, ask and you shall receive. receive. It says, really what it says is, be being asking is really what it says. So if you continually be asking, you will receive. Interesting. See the difference? Yeah. So a lot of people say, well, I believe it. No, you got to be being believing. Be being believing is really what the Greek tends to Kind of like be be eating and you will be stay full. Or, right. Or... Be working out, and you will be strong. Right, be stay being, strong. Right, you gotta yeah. keep be being it. 
Yeah. Not just one, not just oh, I did it. So a lot of people are like, well, I believe that. You might have believed. See, because we saw this with Abraham. So remember. Oh yeah, that's, he, that's, that's a good point. Let's talk about that for a yeah, second. Yeah. So he, so God, he meets Abraham and says, God, he, and he believed God. God says, here's the first three steps of the covenant. I'll give you my coat. I'll give you my weapons. Let's cut the animals. We'll do the figure eight walk. It says God, he believed God. It accounted to him for righteousness. Then he gets up and, and his wife says, that ain't gonna happen like that. Go sleep with Hagar. And so the next fourteen years, he's on a detour. Right. Right. And then in Genesis seventeen. God's like, hey, well, where have you been, man? 14 years, we we're in the middle of cutting this covenant. I thought you believed me. He's not believing him now. And then it says he, got even, he even laughed at God in his face. He's laughed at him. He's like, as an old man, he's like, no, that's not the kid. I already have a kid, Ishmael. He's like, no, you're going to have Isaac through Sarah. He laughed at God to his face. Does that sound like he's believing? No. No. And God said, listen, just straighten that up. And I'll tell you what, this is where the covenant, you know, this is what you're going to get. Sand, you know, stars of the sky, sand of the seashore. Now go circumcise yourself. And then Abraham got up after they did the next three steps of the covenant, and he circumcised. Now he's believing because he had corresponding action. He believed God. He's be believing God while he be cutting himself. Now I know you're actually believing. Right. There's action behind that that you would not take. I wouldn't. No. 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 That's why. And most of us wouldn't. That's why God said, "Do it at eight days." You know, when they're eight, when they're <laughs> yeah. first born, eight days they can't even fight you on that. Just yeah. get it done. Right. Uh, so. That's why you and every chance, you, every day you have another. This is all temptation is: is the opportunity to not be believing. Mm. Every day. So, like, do you remember like when Jesus sent out the twelve disciples, and then he sent out the seventy mm -hmm. two by two, and they he said, "Don't take anything with you, and go to that town." And then and they healed all the sick, and they cast out the demons. They came back. They're like, even the demons are scared of us. He's like, "Yeah, don't don't get all excited about that. You should be excited that your names are written in the book of life." Mm. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And then like two weeks later, Jesus is up on the Mount of Transfiguration. He comes down from the hill and then this guy comes over and he's like, I have an epileptic son and I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't heal him. Right. Well, how? Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. These guys were not only were the 12 doing the healing, but 70 others were doing. They went everywhere. It says they healed everybody. And now two weeks later, nobody could get it done. So Jesus like, you faithless generation. What? How long did I got to put up with you? Bring him over here and he casts out the damage. Done. Boom. And the disciples are like, how come we couldn't? He's like, because you don't have, if you had faith of a mustard seed, if you did have faith. So they had it two weeks ago, and now they don't have it. Right. So if you had faith of a mustard seed, you could have done this, but you don't even have that. So the, so faith is a living thing. It comes, it goes, and faith comes by hearing, hearing the spoken word of God. If you're not hearing the spoken word of God, at any time you shut off from your spiritual workout, Psalm 23, right. the Ephesians prayer, Understanding the seven names, your know, redemptive names of God, right? If you, the second you stop hearing that voice, is the second faith goes away. Mm. So if you want to know where your superpower, it's like Green Lantern, he has that ring, and if the ring's off, he has no power, right? Is that is that a thing? I think so. I think that's one of the comic book heroes, right? Yeah. Yeah, Drew. I'm not the. I'm the comic okay, <laughs> I have to ask Drew, but I think it's like that, right? So if you lose your superpowers, like I mean, you're not connected to your heavenly Father and the and the Master Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and yeah. you're not getting spoken word anymore. At any time, you could not have faith. So faith can be, and then faith cannot be. The point is that you want to build up enough, right, so that it's on autopilot. Good and evil list. I, I'm staying on the good list enough. I'm there enough that it's a habit right. that I never get off the gas of hearing the voice of God, the spoken word, the rhema. So I always have faith. That has corresponding action. Does that make sense? It does. I know I'm kind of like spitting this. Yeah, stuff out. no. And we were talking last week about the 
uh, lust being the voice of your flesh. Right. Right. And that's the thing that say, oh, that cake looks good or, oh, that, you know, whatever, but it's whatever not just the that. thing is. It also could say, oh, here's a pain in my elbow. Right. Oh, that football injury is acting up again. Oh, my back. Anything. Oh, my, oh the sinus. Anything with that, that's related to your body. Voice of your flesh. Right. right. And that the voice that, that God uses to speak to you is, is the voice of your spirit or our Conscience, conscience which you would also could call it your intuition, if you right. Want, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not necessarily like an audible voice. It's just that. No, it's actually perceive, right? Perceiving. So right. Conscience is sunidesis, which means co-perceiver. So you perceive co-equally with the Holy Spirit. So however the Holy Spirit would see something, perceive it, is how you would perceive it. And, I, you know, an example of that is, um, you know, I, I've been, um, people have been after me to refinance my house for years. Because I'm still paying 5.25% interest, which I thought was extremely low. It was at the time. It like, was, never heard right. yeah. So now, but I, and so for the last couple, for about a year, I'm like, yeah. And then I didn't, perce- I perceived now, now is not the time. And then I would perceive. So then literally like two days ago or yesterday, I perceived to click on the button um, of an advertisement from whatever those mortgage, you know, one of the yeah. online things. I click through it. They're back to me in like 60 seconds, on, uh, not call on my phone, but online, chatting, blah, 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 blah. All right, can we call? Yeah, here's a call. Boom. Hey, literally this morning, never seen this before, all-time low of like 2% fixed 30-year mortgage. What? Like we've never seen it this low. See, I perceived, and I've just kept waiting for the last year. Now, if I had gone any time during the last year, and like and the bottom dropped out, like even last week, it was 3%. All right. Are you following this? This is just perceived. I didn't hear any audible voice from God. I just perceived, like, now's the time to click the button. It's been like a year and a half. I yeah. finally clicked the button, and now I'm locked into this rate that's like historic. I mean, if it, like pretty soon it'll be like negative two, and you're paying me. <laughs> right? But I don't know if that's going to happen, but I just perceived, and now was the time to do it. Right. Yeah, so the, the kind of the pro- way this process works, and we've talked about this in, in yeah. previous seasons, but just going to recap is it, it starts with hearing. Hearing, hearing God's voice, spoken, spoken word through our intuition, through our conscious, and then from that comes like an idea, thought, an idea, and we can either choose to take action on that or not. If we don't take action, you could say we don't really it'll believe just it. Die right? It'll it's just dead. die. It's a, it's, it'll die do, on the vine. If we do take action, we're ma- we're mixing works with right. With what belief, if that perception faith. I didn't click on the thing? Yeah. It, it, I didn't. It I wouldn't have got the two percent right. And I wouldn't even be talking about it because I would have just been. How many other times that that happened right. in the last year and a half? That's not the first time I've seen that advertisement, you know, online. It's just I perceived to go ahead and click on it now. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you following that? Yeah, yeah. And I, I could have just skipped it, and nothing would have happened. What would happen? Nothing. I would have just died on the vine like it did the other eighteen months, you know. And maybe I missed it during those times. I don't think so. Because it's a like a, a, you know historical, you know. Well, all right, okay. I yeah. didn't know that. I'm not watching it. You know, some people are watching the market or what. I wasn't watching the market. You know, I don't. I don't even have a live TV package, man. You don't even need one these days. Yeah, I, right. I just don't. I don't watch the yeah. news. I don't. You know, it's like. And that I imagine keeps you in a very good place. Right, I cut because I don't <laughs> allow evil. Right. right, I don't allow. Like yeah. I, I'm literally. literally, I'm a Kool Aid drinker with this. Right, I believe yeah. this. I don't have the. Even if I'm watching a show, that it doesn't make me feel good. Like I was uh, a bunch of years ago. Where was that show? Was um, where the high school guy was cooking the meth? What was that? Oh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. 
So everyone's like, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. So I watched like two episodes and it was making me feel, right? I could feel on that. I perceived this is not good for <laughs> right. me. Not yeah. for you, but for me. It was yeah. like messing with my sleep cycle. So I'm like, all right, stop. I just stopped the show right in the middle. I'm not watching any more of that. Then there's other things I watch and people are like, how could you watch that? Well, I didn't perceive, right? So this is why you have to, it's for you. Yeah. It's because all customized. things, right? All things are lawful, but not everything's profitable. It wasn't profitable for me. Right. So the second that I realized that, I stopped. I'm not forcing the issue. Just like with food when I was growing up, they made me finish everything on my plate, and I was the fat kid. Like, don't, you know, if you're full, stop eating. Right. Don't force it because it's still on your plate. It's the same concept. I perceive I don't need any more food right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to override that because that's how you get obese. It's interesting, too, how as we explore these other nine things, how they, they build on each other, right? So what can we, what can we say about kind of the, 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 how diligence and faith go together in, in our walk? Well, if you're not diligent with the good and evil list, let me say, I'm like, that's, you know, separating those two out mm -hmm. in your thoughts. You'll never get to where your faith will work. That's important. Because yeah. you have to be diligent, like speed and earnestness, attentive to a thing, meticulous to detail. So really, here's the one thing. If you can't do any other thing to be diligent, in, you need to be diligent in separating the good from the evil list in your thoughts and your imaginations, and then eventually it will go to your belief system, your stronghold. Mm. But you have to be diligent in that. Your faith will never work. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I could see it. It's gonna, one's going to follow the other. If you do something for a couple of days and you stop, yeah, it's not going like, to get back on the evil list, right. and you're you're, right you're not going to right. It's you're, same you're thing. You're naturally going to gravitate towards that, right? It's the same thing with your diet. I'm on the diet for three right. weeks, and then I'm off again, and then I yeah. yo-yo, and then I'm, I do it, and I lose weight, and then I get off it, and then I gain weight, and then I, this is the yo-yo, right? Because you're not being diligent, right? Right. So you have to diligently apply in order for your faith to work. Think about this. Is God diligent? Most definitely. Does his faith work? Sure. When he said, let there be light, guess what there be? That's right. Light. But if he wasn't diligent, he's like, what if he's on again, off again? Well, I'm not sure if there should be light out there. Well, I don't know. Then there's not going to be light. Hmm. Which is interesting because in Mark 11, Jesus talks about this specifically. Mark 11, 23. Mark eleven twenty two says, Have faith in God, or the God kind of faith, it says in the Greek. For verily I say unto whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, it shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things that he saith shall come to pass, so have whatsoever things he saith. You have to believe what you're saying. Not that you're saying, you're mimicking or copying what somebody else is saying, you actually have to believe what you're saying. Like when I say I'm bulletproof, I actually believe that. Well, or like when Elon Musk says, we're going to Mars. He believes that. He do. It, it, the same thing if I said, hey, we're going to Mars. Like, okay, Doug, where's your rocket ship? Where's your billions of dollars put into that project? Listen, Elon Musk right. says some crazy stuff like yeah. we're building a tunnel. He did it. He's building a tunnel. Right. We're going to have this chip in your brain. He's doing that. We're going right. to Mars. He's doing that. He believes yeah. the things that he's saying. Even if you don't believe them, he believes, he believes them, it. and they come to pass. And he's got the resources and the faith to put it together to right. make it work. Right. So this yeah. is the same thing for us. 
Mm-hmm. But if you don't believe, this is why you can't lie. If you can't believe what you're saying, mm-hmm. your faith can't work. Hmm. You have to believe what you're saying. That's why I'm a man of my word. Right? My identity statement is I'm a man of excellence who always keeps his word. So even if I tell you I'm doing it, I'm doing it. I can't tell you I'm meeting for coffee and then I don't show up. Right. Oh, I'll make it to that golf run. Well, I'm not sure if I can. And there's 15 excuses why I can't make it to the golf thing that I told you I was coming to. That's why your faith, your faith can't work if you don't even believe what you're saying. Right. So when you, you're looking for the wiggle room, this goes back to diligence. A diligent person doesn't give this. This is why we're not diligent because we give ourselves wiggle room. Mm-hmm. I'll try and make it. Mm-hmm. Diligent person says I'll make it or I'm not making it. Right, right. One or the other. Because if you're not diligent first, you can't believe, then you, your faith can't work because your faith works based on what it is that you believe what you're saying when you're taking the... See, Elon Musk actually believes what he's saying. That's why he goes and does them. Right. Now, there's another person that says all kind of things that he never takes corresponding action, and we call those lies, but also we, it's, a, it's a laughing stock. When we say that guy, here he goes again, he's off on the Twitter. We call them politicians. Right. They say all kind of things they don't believe. Right. And nothing gets done. Right. Right? Are you following this? Yeah, 100%. That's why you got to, that's why diligence, you have to be diligent in keeping your word, diligent in how you live your life. You diligence. Yeah. First thing. Because without that, you can't operate successfully in faith. It's just a mental ascent. Yeah, the moon's there. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it does. Yeah. I was looking at one more thing. Um, in Hebrews 11, yeah, where it, where it says that uh, faith is a, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You've talked about the things not seen, that if it's seen, it's not faith, it's observing. Right. But the substance of things hoped for, um, let's break that down, because I know it doesn't mean what it says in this, tra- it translates Yeah, a, a lot of times when they that, say right? hope, so, and I'll say this, your definite, the you, as in the royal you, the American... The you know the Western right. hope is the enemy of faith. Really? Because I'll say, "Are you healed?" Well, I hope I'm healed. That's the opposite of you actually hoping. It almost says like I wish. I write hoping and a praying. Yeah. I hope I win the lottery. You're it's you're not winning the lottery. Right. I hope someday this will happen. I hope right. That's not what hope mean. Hope here means confident expectation. Like, I hope the sun will rise tomorrow. I have confident expectation the sun is coming up tomorrow. When's it coming up? Tomorrow. Every day. Well, is there any day that the sun didn't come up? Hmm. Not in my lifetime. So I have confident expectation that it's coming up tomorrow. So I have faith, you could say, is the evidence that the sun's coming up tomorrow. That's the evidence of the things I hope for, I confidently expect. But the way we use hope in the Western world is is the enemy of faith. It's really the opposite of hope. Right. It's really not confident expectation of all. It's like a, a prayer, like a wish. Like, it is a wish, yeah. Versus like the evidence of things not seen. That means that you, if you have confidence that something's going to happen, you're going to take action accordingly. Even if nobody, like like Noah, he, he built an ark, even right. though he was nowhere near an ocean. And had never seen and any rain before. Never seen rain. No. Like, he had 
confidence that that what God said was true. So I'm just going to do this. He's going to do it, right? Yeah, that's he had fair. corresponding action, right? Corresponding action, right? And confident expectation that what God yeah. said is going to happen. Exactly, just exactly like that. Yeah. I'll say it like this: On Monday nights, I take my garbage out to the curb. I roll that thing out there, and we take it out there. I have faith that the trash man comes on Tuesday, mm -hmm. and my corresponding action is that I wheeled that stuff out there. And my hope, I haven't seen the garbage man this week. Right. I haven't seen him. He didn't call until he, he was coming. He didn't call I'm coming, and I'm not tracking <laughs> him on no GPS, live right. tracker. Yeah. But, I have, but that's right. I have confident expectation that Tuesday's the day they come. See, we have more faith in the trash man than we do in the Word of God. Even though, oh, no, I believe the Word. No, you don't. You believe the trash man. You believe in the garbage pickup. That's what you believe in, but you don't believe that by Jesus' stripes you've already been healed. That's why we don't like the book of James. Because hmm. the book of James says... You drag your trash out to the curb because you believe that the garbage man's coming. If you believed you're healed, you're not going to be holed up in bed and you're not going to be wearing the COVID mask if you mm -hmm. believe you walk in health. Mm -hmm. If you believe that, you're not wearing the mask. Right. Why, Andrew? I can't believe it. I'm, not, I'm just telling you what the Bible, this is why we don't like the book of James. If you don't like it, don't get mad at me. Ask yourself, why am I mad? <laughs> Andrew, have you worn the mask? I put the mask on when someone confronts me, and it's going to escalate. Right. Yeah. If it will, if me wearing a silly little mask keeps you from losing your mind, then I'm preventing me from going into your place of business or well, I whatever. just won't even go to those places well, of business. But so, but I'm saying I'm not going to have yeah. a confrontation. Yeah, it's not going to. Right. I'm not going to ask. Wait. Yeah. I'll put it on if I have. Makes to you be feel better. Right. If I have to be somewhere, <laughs> I'll put it on. Right. You know. Yeah. But I, I am not operating out of fear. If you have yeah. to wear the mask, I, you know, or it doesn't matter any of these things. Right. If you have to carry a sidearm. Listen, I made my living with a gun for 30 years. I don't like guns. I don't carry guns. That doesn't mean I don't know how to use them, but I don't like it. I don't carry one with me. Mm. Like, you don't? No. Why? What if something happens? It's called uh, the covenant protection. See, I actually believe Psalm 91, right. and, I, and my corresponding action is Psalm 91. I don't need to carry a gun in order to be protected. And I, mean, I know, it's stepping on a lot of toes. If you have to carry one, that's fine. You're not believe You have more faith corresponding action in your abilities, which I don't have confidence in your abilities. I'll take that thing from you. I've taken many a gun off people in real life, real time that are pointing theirs in my face. The people are like, you don't need it. If I need one, I'll take yours while you're pointing it at me. <laughs> See, because I, I, my corresponding action, I, right? Are you following this? Yeah, with you. I mean, people are like, that's just cocky, Andrew. Okay, whatever, man. It doesn't matter to me. But if you believe that you have to have that sidearm in order to be protected, what you're telling me is you believe errantly in your abilities, because I guarantee you're probably not, unless you're practicing every day 10,000 rounds on target yeah. with the actual tactical trainer... You know, and not some little, you know, dude down at it's, the... Right. It's there to to it make an attempt at deferring conflict or whatever. It's, I don't If yeah. that's what it is, I don't yeah. know, but I don't need that. And yeah. if you're in covenant, you don't need it. Because Psalm 91 says if he, you make your habit in him, like the angels will take care of that. You, could, right. like, you won't even dash your foot against the stone. Like that's why I'm bulletproof, not because I'm so great with a weapon, right. not because I'm so great tactically, not because I'm so great with, you know, my fists... Not because I'm so smart and I know how to get out of stuff. I just take God at his word. He said, I'll protect you. Okay. Yeah. It all starts with listening. 
and then just doing what he says. Right. Right. And, and yeah, uh, simple. Like if you have people, well, you have to be careful. Well, if you have to be careful, then you don't believe God. Yeah, and you're not saying like you're gonna go around doing dumb stuff. I don't you lick toilet seats. Do and I'm what not, he tells you to do. Right, you don't see me stay out on in the, the middle. Path. Of, I'm not out in the middle of the right. protest with my AR. Right. Or without an AR, I am not out in the middle of the protest. Right. Right. Or the riots or whatever. whatever. I'm not looking for trouble. Yeah. If he told me to go down there and stand between the two groups, we'd have a conversation about it, and ultimately I would go down there and stand between the two groups. And that's a different scenario than just you getting an idea, hey, I'm going to go, go down, down there, there and, and do, solve right. all these problems Correct. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Every time he's told me to do something, he's remember, faith comes from hearing <laughs> yeah. and hearing the Word of God. you got to hear it more. I mean, you're going to have to tell me more than once, because I'm not going out there and doing anything yeah. outside that, right, that I... Until you tell me and tell me and tell me. And relax. He'll tell you enough times. If he wants you to do it, he'll tell you. He knows how many times it's going to take for you to go do it. He'll tell you like three times. He'll tell you five times. It doesn't matter. He knows you. He'll tell you as many times as he needs to tell you. But I'm not doing it. I'm not going to go out in the middle of that. I'm just going to believe. Right? Without hearing anything other than believe, believe that what Jesus did is enough, if it's in the Word, then I'm just going to believe that. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. Does that make? I mean, that's that's belie- be believing. Be believing. I be believing Stay the word. Stay in believing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I know people are like you're radical, Andrew, and all that. Right. But I enjoy. I literally have heaven here on earth. Like I love life. I love my life. I love my family. I love what's going on in the covenant. I love walking in health. I love being fifty three and not crickety and crackety. Yeah. I, I. I love not being sick. I love not living in fear. I love having, you know, abundance and extra so I could help other people, but I can also do fun stuff with my family. Right. I like that. I like having mental health and mm-hmm. emotional health. I like being at peace. I like having good relationships. I like all those things. The good list is great. Right. And I be being yeah. believing it. Right. Yeah. Especially this when you is, stay on it. Yeah. And this is walking with the Lord. You can't just like sit down on the leash and now I'm not on it anymore. Yeah. Because I know you got to know where your superpower comes from. It doesn't come from anything in me. There's nothing in me that would ever get me there. Nothing that I could do or not do. That's why I don't even try. Well, it's more like you're, we're we're being we're conduits, right? We plug in and we can transfer like energy, like a, like a cord transfers energy from from an outlet to a charge in a phone. You're, yeah, you're, the power's not. Yeah, you're just saying is you, you don't recognize yourself as a source of the power. Oh, yeah, I'm a vessel. You're a vessel, right? Or the That's pipe, a, or a hose, right. or whatever you want to. Yeah, yeah a cord. Yeah, you can say any of those things. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's all flowing through me. It's not me. I have nothing in myself. I can't make myself equal with God. He did. Right. Right. I can't pay the price for my sins or my mistakes or my yeah. own purposes. My He, Jesus, paid for it all. I cannot heal myself. Right. I have no abilities. I. I. You know. In myself, I'm not. I don't walk in safety. In my in my right. smartness, right? That's why I don't even. I don't even attempt it. Like to be like I'm not like. Oh, I know. I listen. I know what tactics are. I'm very good at it. I've made my life. But that I know how to drive a car. I'm very good at it. But I know that at any time I could get t-boned on the highway. Right. Stop my abilities. Some other guy could come out of nowhere and smoke me. We don't. You know that's what drunk drivers have. That's what happens. Right. Just minding my own business, and I get head-on T-bone. Somebody I could come across the other... Right? So, in and of myself, I can't stop any of those things and neither can you. 
So this is why we want to be in the in the word. This is why we want to have faith plus our corresponding actions and be be believing mm-hmm. the word. Because then I I can enjoy all the benefits when I'm inside be being believing the word. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it does. I hope it makes sense to yeah, it's folks like who are an, listening. An everyday and, thing, man. Yeah. It's just a once a and week. If, if some of this is new, man, go back and listen to it multiple times. Don't don't try to just you know it's, it, it, some of the stuff we're covering can be a lot for some folks. So just go back and take a little, little bit of time. Go back and re-listen. Um, if you have any questions, let us let us know. Um, Logos uncovered at gmail.com. That's logos uncovered at gmail.com. Anything else you want to you want to add? No, man, just be, okay. be, be being and believing. Be like, being and believing. Yeah. Right, cool. For more information on Andrew, check him out at uh, getwarriortough.com. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye for now.